thanks for joining us at the Alchemy Lab, where we dissect, discuss, and analyze all things digital transformation in the digital sphere. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Lab. I'm joined today by our Ops Director, Kane, who is the biohacking king. So I thought it'd be really interesting to actually get him to come on, talk about what biohacking is and talk about how it can really improve, you know, your productivity and motivating your workforce and that type of stuff. So hello, Kane. How are you? Good. How are you? I think Good. I think um, King's probably the, the wrong answer, <laughs> wrong, wrong answer for it. Anyone who's listened to our podcast will probably be familiar with the term that we call Kane the algorithm. So it's because he's got all of these little systems in place that he uses to basically make the most of being a human slash algorithm. So let's delve into the mind of Kane and find out some interesting ways that we can improve our what would you say it improves actually? Your whole well being? Life. Life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start. What is biohacking? Um Sort of most commonly, sort of like do-it-yourself biology. So it's really just making incremental changes in your lifestyle and um, to improve your health and well-being. The, um, Tony Robbins describes it, which I think is the uh, the best quote that I've read. Is the practice of changing our chemistry and physiology through science and self-experimentation to energize and enhance the body. Okay, so. Obviously, we've just took our nerdiness to a whole new level. We are kind of expanding our GCSE biology and bringing it into like the, the well-being field, which I think is exciting. So what, what, before we get into the actual nitty-gritty of biohacking, what actually made you get into biohacking? What attracted it to you? Um, I've always been sort of interested in improvement, whether it be sort of mentally or physically. Um, I listened to, to a Dave Asprey book, who would probably be the, the king of biohacking actually. And uh, that was called Superhuman. So um, I sort of looked at three different stages essentially of um, what kills us, how to age backwards and how to heal. Okay, you add me at aging backwards. <laughs> um, so what type, of, what type of things can we use to biohack what examples have you got that just before we get into what it improves and what we can start using what like what are some of the methods of biohacking that you currently use um because i've got what you one of your favorite ones basically kane's desk is a biohacker's dream so one of the favorite ones is he has a special candle I'd say that's a part of biohacking, isn't it? Because it's a mood elevator. What What are you doing with the candle? That, that's more. It's like memory, I think, and association to a smell. So you light the candle. It's a specific smell. Well, you, yours is eucalyptus. Eucalyptus. Not Australia. just any eucalyptus. It's Australian eucalyptus. <laughs> Terrible accent. <laughs> um, but basically, by using that, that enhances memory. No, it's just it's more of an association with something so if you if you use a obviously when you smell something you always associate it to something so if you use a certain scent for your focus work you're always gonna your brain's gonna always associate that with focus work when you're doing something but how do you build that relationship between the scent and the activity is it just by using 
the same sense every time you do it or is there a way to kind of engrave it into your brain to say okay this smell means we are doing yeah i i, I just use that same one i think just because i like it as well <laughs> but it is there is a um there's a list of different ones out there which have different associations like i think is a is it lavender or chamomile i think that's obviously associated with, with sleep yeah and, and calmness um <laughs> But it, it is just sort of using it as as something you um you you do your focus work with and sort of whether you're picking a, a scent you like um, and using it that way. <clears throat> cool. So we've got the candle. What else have we got? Um, what are your desk favourites? <laughs> not not so much on my on my desk. Well, it's made probably my watch. I think. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of look at it as sort of exercise, food sleep stress and light and outdoors is a big one um and then everything's tracked through apps or my watch as well with this, this is the cyborg element of it <laughs> well it just makes things easier because you can you can look at um or garmin for instance your body battery so if you if you haven't slept properly it will show you not recharged obviously it's not 100 percent accurate but you know the difference in in how you're feeling each day and um and how you how you're going to perform essentially it's sort of it's really like <clears throat> anything if you're running a race or or if you're doing work if you're not 100 percent, you're not gonna do the best you can so this is a fitness watch that we're referring to just for our listeners so it's you can't just look at your old time piece and hope that that's going to tell you what your body battery is it's actually specific apps and stuff that you can use to kind of track how your biohacking performance is going um yeah well the garmin watch just covers everything off from from heart rate to respiration to uh heart rate variability as well yeah you will often notice if kane's on a low battery day <laughs> so how can you use these biohacking tips and tricks we'll get into more examples towards the end but just so people have got like a little bit of an understanding about what these biohacking methods are how can it improve productivity because uh, your body's like a machine so if the, if you haven't done maintenance or um or kept it running properly it's gonna it's gonna burn out or break um <clears throat> and when it comes to productivity in, in the workplace or, or just in general life if you're not recharged if you're not um, doing things right by your body then you're not going to perform 100% so that obviously comes down to the productivity element of it. So it's making sure that you're tracking and having that awareness of what's going on inside your body. Yeah you don't I mean you don't have to track it like all the time but you'll get a good understanding once you once you do it for a while yeah and then you can kind of see if there's any correlations between certain activities and improvements into how you feel and well-being wise so let's go straight into more of your favorite biohacking methods i know we just touched on a couple there to give people a little taste of what they are but what are your absolute favorite methods the things I have to do. Um, <laughs> I, I have said I'm strict on have to do between 90, 90 minutes to two hours of exercise a day or movement, whether that's walking, gym, running. Um, and I'll, two hours a day. Well, if you break it down, it's quite quite quick, really. You can obviously do it. So it doesn't have to be in chunks. No, no, you do a bit in the morning, um, then afternoon as well. Uh, and then obviously a big part of that is, is recovery and sleep so that's that's important um, with whatever you're doing really and so do I, I need generally need about six and a half hours a night as a minimum obviously a one-year-old baby doesn't 
doesn't always help with that. Six and a half hours isn't that many hours sleep. You'd think to recharge a full body battery. Well, I think my phone takes about the same time. Battery gets recharged in that time though. Yeah, that's true. According to my watch anyway. <laughs> Any others? Um, and obviously different supplements, but I won't mention them on here. Yeah. Because it's just like, you don't recommend anything to anyone. <laughs> Um, and then intermittent fasting is a big one in uh, doing the 16 and 8. So 16 hours off eating and 8 hours eating. Does them 6 to 8 hours count when you're asleep? <laughs> yeah, 16 hours. So if you stop eating at, um, at 8 o'clock at night and then start eating again at, at midday the next day. So it, it gives your um, cells time to sort of regenerate and... Actually, that's really interesting because I was reading somewhere recently that your second brain of your body is in your stomach. Mine is definitely, yeah, <laughs> I'm always hungry. <laughs> but if, it, if you're giving your cells time to renew, maybe that's, you see like the digestive system has got like your second brain in, so if you're feeling sluggish or like unwell in your, stu- in your tummy, then that can kind of have a really big impact on your day. You do, and you notice that you get a lot more energy as well. Like you think if you don't eat, you won't have energy, but surprisingly, when you're fasting, you do. You do yeah. have a lot of energy. I tried intermittent fasting, um, preparing for something, and I actually was okay. I, I did. I thought it was going to be like, oh my god, I'm starving. But I felt really good after. I felt cleaner because you, you're not stuffing your face as soon as you wake up in the morning. You do because it's it just gives you body time to recover as well so you're const- not constantly feeding it and you'll know that anything you do eat um, it, it changes the way you, you are really obviously I, if I eat carbs I'm always sleepy <laughs> <laughs> um, so what any other ones for that that's the three that's the three or four four main ones really for me um, there's a load of different ones that, that other people try and there's some people take it to the extremes, um, but it's as simple as intermittent fasting and, and measuring what works for you. Um, I, I actually, sorry, I do drink vegetable juice every day, which is a, a big one. Um, I don't know if that does anything, but it's just become a habit that I do now. That, um, that, that is funny, because you, you do always have your juices with you, your special ones. I've actually seen, I'm not too sure kind of what the process is but I've seen UV light drips as part of people's biohacking processes have you seen anything to do with that a UV light drip yeah well, like an intravenous drip yeah so that something's going in it must be I don't know like a hydration fluid but then they also pulsate UV lights into it uh, <laughs> I mean people probably do do it but that's, that's not something I'd um, I'd do <laughs> couldn't really see myself hooked up to an IV drip sitting in the office. I mean, maybe we should get one for the office and try it out. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what biohacking tips would you recommend for people like me who uh, completely live the opposite life to that um, and some of our listeners, what would you recommend? What's the easiest way to get into it? What would I recommend? No, yeah. None. <laughs> um, <laughs> the biggest one is, is reading and research yourself because every everyone is different. So <clears throat> you're, um, I'm not going to say if, if you do intermittent fasting, it's going to be beneficial to you or if, or if you do your two hours exercise a day, it's going to be beneficial because everyone's body's different. Um, so it is looking at actually what works for you and, and trialling and testing things. It could be something like a, 
a vitamin D supplement or spending more time outdoors and then that will change it and it might be more beneficial to you than it is to me. Um, but I think the biggest one is just researching and reading what potentially you could do. Yeah. Um, obviously there's loads online, there's some, a lot of good books out there as well to look into. Yeah, any book recommendations to finish off with? Well, a couple, yeah. Obviously I mentioned um, Dave Asprey, um, he's superhuman. And that sort of gives a complete overview of, uh, of everything. Then um, Jim Quick with his Limitless for upgrading your brain Boom. power. I'm a fan of that one. Kane got me into that. Then say BJ Fogg, his Tiny Habits. So that's like if you're going to do a, uh, a biohacking method, you need a, a habit to keep to it. And then if you want to go down the fitness route as well, um, Ross Edgerly, he's just released a book, he's the, the guy who swam around Britain. Um, another book actually, it's called Blueprint, so that obviously gives you a sort of an overview of, of how you should be training. Um, and then lastly is probably David Goggins' book um, on Can't Hurt Me, which is big on mental resilience. And Yeah, that's huge at the moment, isn't it? This book's gone massive i think some one thing to mention before we finish and we should have probably mentioned at the beginning of, of our episode but the reason that i pecked kane to do this podcast with us about biohacking is he is the only person i know that literally can run ultra marathons what's the most you've run ultra marathon wise or uh 100 kilometers 100 what was that one that you did where there was a couple of ultra marathons in a short period of time oh that was just I just booked too many too quickly. So I think I did three, three or four 50 miles in, in about eight weeks. Yeah, see, uh, that is why he, we call him the algorithm and he's the, bio, in our eyes, the biohacking king. So anything else to add before we close up? Um, no, not really. Just don't, don't take anything I say as gospel, I guess. Do your own research. <laughs> said like any good politician Kane. Uh, right well hope you've enjoyed this episode and gave you some kind of key points to go not to go off and research yourselves and find new ways to improve your productivity because as we know everything is based on science and improvement and you know making things <clears throat> a lot better and easier for us to kind of get into that work balance and making sure that we get the most out of our day so hopefully you found some little gems there that you can go off and do your own research on and that's been it for us today thank you bye hope you enjoyed the show make sure you follow alchemy on all social media platforms links are in the description of this podcast